Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. You're listening to BGN Radio. Eagles outside linebacker Connor Barwin joins us. I heard you guys are the best Eagles podcast there is out there in Philly, so I'm excited to talk to you guys. Uh, nope. What is going on, Bleeding Green Nation? I know that I am uh, I am a little still getting over a cold, and, and if I had tried to do that, I would have sounded absolutely pathetic, especially compared to the, the high standard that Mr. John Barger just set. I am obviously not John Barger, James Seltzer. Uh, it is episode 223 of Bleeding Green Nation Radio, uh, and it is uh, the the first time in a while that I've had the opportunity to uh, have a one-on-one chat with my man back in the back in the saddle, my man at the uh, back at bleedinggreennation.com doing what he does best, Brandon Lee Gowden. BLG, what is up, brother? What is up, James? I am back, first of all, and thank you. It's glad I am very glad to be back. It's good to be here, and I'm looking forward to doing this podcast with you. It's been a while. I think it, we have to go back maybe to like the summertime, last summer since we've done one together yeah it's been way 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 too long so very excited to get back into it with you blg especially because like you would think there's not that much to talk about this is kind of that dead period between Mm -hmm. you know uh before free agency after the super bowl but actually a lot a lot of kind of hot stuff on the burner as it were as as we're kind of already getting into the free agency stuff and uh uh big day you've just been posting like a maniac since you've been back I'm back. You know that's how it is. You know I'm. Uh, John calls me ma- a machine, and I think I might actually be one. Yeah. No. In fact, Brandon <laughs> has uh, admitted to us that he, uh, if he goes ten minutes sometimes without posting, he will actually get fidgety and not be able to handle it. So uh, glad to have you back, BLG. I know I'm uh, speaking for everyone there. All right, let's jump in, man, because we have a, a ton of stuff to get to, and uh, I. Made a foolish promise that I would answer every single question people but tweeted into our mailbag. But now we have to do it. So now I have to do it. I'm, I'm a man of my word. If nothing else, I'm not much else, but Brandon, I'm a man of my word. So let's jump in and hit the uh, hit the uh, you know news of the of the week and whatnot first, and then we'll uh, we'll get to every single question. All right, uh, free agency, a uh, good place to start. We're about. Exactly. Pretty much three weeks away from free agency starting on the 9th of March. Uh, A lot of rumors, uh, mostly wide receiver action that we've heard, Brandon. uh, But we'll get to wide receivers in a second because reunited and it feels so good. (laughs) All right. So realistically, the idea that either Deshaun or LaShawn coming back is probably a long shot, much less the both of them. But you wrote a really good police piece on bleedinggreennation.com today about it. So, uh, you know, what are your just quick thoughts? I know it's fun to even just think about it. 
Yeah, I don't think this shady thing happens at all. I don't see why the Bills would cut him. He was still, like, what, sixth in rushing yards and, like, fourth in, in uh, touchdowns and third in yards per attempt. I mean, there's no reason for, in my view, to cut him. I know Greg Rosenthal had wrote something like maybe the Bills don't think he's a good fit. I think no matter what their scheme is, they can make that work. So I don't think Shady's coming back. Or even, and even if he did shake free, you know, he's going to be 29. Uh, I, I don't think the Eagles really, you know, want to do that. And then if any of them is going to come back, it would be Deshaun, obviously, because he is a free agent. And that's more realistic. But it's just something fun to think about. Yeah, it's fun to think about. And also, I think that just because of the way they left town with the whole chip and burning the motherfucker to the ground and all that, that, uh, you know, it, 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 we, we kind of didn't get to say goodbye. It kind of hurt. It was a, a jarring thing to have happen. So I think, you know, just the idea of seeing them in Eagle Green again is a fun thing to think about. But I'm with you, man. I mean, you know, it, it's time to move forward. They're both, what, 29 and 30 for Deshaun. Mm-hmm. And maybe if Deshaun takes a, a, a modest salary, which I don't think, I think he goes the highest bidder. But sure, you know, you'd take a shot at any weapons can help Wentz. But realistically, neither one of those guys is, is part of this team probably when Wentz takes us to where we want to be, hopefully, right? So, um, so I'm with you. It's fun to think about, but uh, it's also time to move forward. So speaking of that, let's get into to the actual realistic type of options. And Deshaun, again, a realistic option, uh, but not, you know, a long-term answer. So, um, you know, how are you looking at free agency? Terrell Pryor, I think the biggest news of the day, that they're not going to franchise him. I, I think probably likely he stays in Cleveland. You know, he said it, and they have lots of money. But um, do you think there's any chance he actually hits the open market? Well, it's interesting. It's him and A.J. Bouye who reportedly uh, won't be tagged by their teams. And I kind of thought both of them would be, or at least more so prior, especially because the Browns just have so much cap space. (laughs) Why not? Because you could always try to still work out that long-term deal, which it sounds like they will do anyway. And and yeah, James, I don't think prior shakes free just because the Browns have $103 in cap space, which is the most in the NFL. And the fact that prior and uh, Hugh Jackson seemed to have a relationship, obviously, doesn't hurt there. So uh, I don't think either of those guys shake free. And honestly, I'm not sure, you know, there are these great options for the Eagles. Now I know their priors obviously better than anything the Eagles have. But you kind of have to wonder, you know, how will his performance hold up in the long term? Maybe he'll get better with more experience at wide receiver. But, you know, it's not necessarily a sure bet. And then with Bouye, it's not like he has a ton of playing experience. And there's some concerns there as well. I think uh, Dave... Mangles, one of the other writers at BGN, made a good point about he was like the second most penalized cornerback in terms of pass interference penalties, and he didn't even start the whole season, so that's not a great sign either. Yeah, he was targeted a ton. I think might have been the most targeted cornerback, uh, at least definitely in Houston. I think maybe one of the most in the league, but uh, I'm with you. I, I was never super on the A.J. Boye uh, bandwagon. Uh, I was and am on the Terrell Pryor bandwagon. I think he's I think he's just a freak, and he's athletic, and, and you know, he could just – I mean, the, the the improvements he's made, as you alluded to, just in the short time going from quarterback to, to wide receiver um, makes me believe that if he's willing to work at it, which it seems like he is, he's going to be something special. But uh, like you said, the, the relationship with Jackson goes back to use, and I think that's pretty strong, and, and they can – feasibly offer him the most money so i think prior probably staying put uh before we move on to the the focus of the eagles roster real quick uh, if you had to pick one of the we've heard him link to to alshon to kenny Britt, to garcon uh, you know all these names kenny stills uh, any of those names kind of stand out to you as the most likely shot three weeks out obviously there's a lot of of smoke probably still to come i think i have to bet right now on kenny Britt, and here's why because tim mcmanus our own friend uh, ESPN's Tim McManus wrote a piece about how uh, the Eagles, that could be a target for them. And now I don't think Tim really cited anything there as he, he knew anything, but sometimes kind of Tim drops, drops hints now and then again. He's obviously really plugged in. So when I see that, I'm kind of thinking like, all right, Tim might know something here. And then obviously you have the connection too with Mike Rowe coming from L.A. and coaching the Rams receivers last year. So it kind of puts the Eagles in a unique position in a way because there are concerns with Britt. Obviously, he had a lot of off-the-field issues earlier in his career. Well, now you have a guy who kind of knows him best, and you know maybe other teams aren't going to be sure if they trust Kenny Britt with a big deal, especially coming off really what has been his best year. So maybe the Eagles kind of have an edge there. So maybe Britt's the guy. Yeah, Britt's an interesting, uh, interesting case. Obviously, tons of talent coming out, and 
you know, injuries in the middle of his career. And, and he's been actually healthy the last uh, three years, just uh, didn't really do much until last season, his first thousand yard season. Um, you know, depending on the money, I agree. I think Britt's a very likely thing. Tim is very good at dropping those kinds of things without, you know, making it known. So I think that's a really good uh, thing to pick up on. Um, and also, you know, it just, I don't think the Alshon thing will necessarily happen, but the fact that the Vegas odds have them as the second most likely team after Mm. the bears is interesting to me. And just using the same logic that you just used there for Brit with Mike grow Joe Douglas spent the last year in Chicago. So I think if there is any connection there, if Alshon, you know, is a Joe Douglas guy, maybe there's a chance, you know, kind of guy. So, um, Interesting, though. I think we can both agree they're going to be very active in the wide receiver market. All right, before we get to uh, some quick news from around the league, uh, left tackle has become, or just tackle in general, been a really interesting subplot is we heard about the Jason Peters being asked to take a pay cut thing and, you know, kind of mixed response. Actually got very good response producing the midday show. It was like we mentioned it, and all of a sudden we had, like, full lines. I couldn't believe it. Uh, Peters seems to be a very volatile uh, issue with this, but... um, I ultimately think that, uh, you know, I'm leaning towards the deal getting done uh, or them getting something figured out. Um, but you figure that Brandon Albert and Calvin Beecham and Ryan Clady all getting cut probably helps the Eagles case, Brandon? You would think so because you look at uh, the market that at that point and the Eagles maybe going up to Jason Peters being like, hey, look, you know, if we had cut you or we cut you, which they're not going to say and they're not going to do, but, you know, kind of just framing it as if, look, if you were out there on the market right now, you know, there's younger options. And Jason Peters is easily better than all of those players, but he's he's also older than him. He's 35, so that's a concern. Um, so I think, you know, they could look at it that way and perhaps uh, it makes it easier for the two sides to get something done. Again, I come back to the fact that you really don't need – need Jason Peters to take a pay cut because he's the 11th highest paid offensive tackle. I think that's more than fair. I think for what he means to the locker room and everything, you don't want to play hardball with this guy to a certain extent. I think asking him to take a pay cut is fair, but if he says no, uh, then you have to respect it. And if they want to work out a restructure, I think that's really the compromise if anything. Yeah, I think so too. That's, that's heavily where I'm leaning. You know, obviously there are other guys out there with experience and, and all of those guys I mentioned, I think were either all pros or, or definitely pro bowlers for whatever that's worth. But, you know, significant, uh, you know, talented guys uh, before obviously getting towards that that back end. And, and just for a reference point, I think Ryan Clady's only like 30 years old. Um, obviously never uh, the level. Peters had a couple really good years, but never Jason Peters uh, level. But um, And Peters obviously looked better last season than him. But still just it's an interesting kind of situation here. I, I agree that ultimately I think they get a deal done just because – I think it's just makes sense for both sides. You don't need to bring someone new in when you've got a guy who matters that much locker room and then you can probably make it work. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's kind of uh, bounce around here real quick. A couple interesting QB situations around the league, and then we'll, uh, we'll get to the 10 trillion questions that we got. That's mm. slight exaggeration, but not much. All right, Brandon, um, two interesting QB situations, both within our, our division here. Um, We've got one uh, potential cut and one potential franchise. Let's start with the cut. Is Tony Romo actually going to get cut? I think the Cowboys have to cut him because you can't keep him. Are you going to keep a guy with like a, a $24, 26000000 million cap hit on your roster? When you, could, when you cut him, it doesn't save a ton compared to dead money. It's like 19 in dead money and only uh, $5 million saved, but still a little bit of money saved. And I just I don't see how you know they would – for how much Romo has been a part of that organization and how much they value him. I think, you know, you, you think about players uh, and trades and stuff and NFL teams. Like, they're not the, – the team isn't always going to consider the feelings of that player because they're going to look out for their own interests. But there are special cases where we saw it with Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb, you know. There was talk about how they didn't want to send them to the Raiders, even though it might have been a better deal potentially because, you know, they, they liked – uh, obviously Andy liked Donovan and then he sent him to Washington, which I'm not sure is much better, but yeah. still, uh, the thinking, I guess the thought was there. So I think it's a similar situation where I agree. I they're agree. not going to dump, you know, Tony Romo in Cleveland. Like if he doesn't want, especially if he doesn't want to be there, they're not going to just do something like that. So I think they have to cut him really, or cause I, who's going to trade for a 37 year old guy who can't stay healthy. 
and he might not even want to go to that team. Yeah, and it's supposed to make $16 million next year. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you. And obviously, he'd restructure if there were a trade or whatever. Mm. But I'm with you. Even Tony Romo thinks he's going to be cut. So, um, and, and totally agree. I think I've said on this podcast multiple times that Jerry Jones loves Tony Romo more than he loves his children. And I, I think yes. that's still true. Um, so, I don't think – I think he's going to work with Tony to try and get – uh, you know, let him go and let him find somewhere he wants to go. But, um, but I, I do, I agree with you in the sense that I think um, he's going to be nervous about the concept of Tony coming back to bite him. But um, exactly. How good would it be, James, if Tony Romo goes to like, let's say Houston and, you know, they're in the Super Bowl and the Cowboys are in the Super Bowl. And obviously oh. Dallas being in the Super Bowl wouldn't be so great. But just think about it if like Tony Romo just has this awesome game and Dak just totally just wilts in the big moment and the Cowboys lose and and there's I, I bet you there's going to be a lot of Cowboys fans in that situation who are kind of it's going to be so bittersweet because they'll be like yes Romo finally won you know, like we were right about him but then it's like we lost the Super Bowl oh see <laughs> see see I, that's way too close for comfort for me my my scenario does not have him uh, going back to uh, going to the Super Bowl or the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl, that sounds awful, but it's definitely a fun hypothetical. Uh, I think obviously Houston makes a lot of sense and, and you know, maybe Kansas City as an offbeat shot of the Broncos. Um, but here's my dark horse. Ready for this? And this is this is the ultimate scenario because we don't have to watch either of the teams in the Super Bowl. Which will lead us into it's called a segue as well. Kirk Cousins leaves Washington. Tony oh, Romo wow. goes to Washington, beats the Cowboys twice next year. And wow. neither goes to the Super Bowl, but he still beats them twice and demoralizes them. And, and you know, obviously not on his grandest stage, but we don't have to see them get there. And, and that way we can just watch Tony Romo, you know, shit all over Jerry Jones a couple of times. Wow. Wouldn't that be fun? Where does Cousins go? Well, that let's get into that. That was the other situation <laughs> before we get to this mailbag coming up here. Um, that's the other situation, man. Like, I mean, you you texted us earlier today that essentially, like, the situation with Cousins is he's either going to be franchised or the highest paid player in the NFL. <laughs> is that really the situation, Brandon? How that, crazy is that? That seems like the situation. That's what people are saying, at least uh, who have a pulse on the situation there in Washington. And when you just consider Kirk Cousins' market there, uh, obviously he played under the tag last season. So tagging him again would cost even more. I think, like I said, around $24 million. This year, or you know, the cab or Washington can try to bring that cap number down a little bit by giving him a, a big extension, but it's going to have to be a big one, and it's going to have to be lucrative. And really, Kirk has all the leverage. He doesn't have to rush into a long-term deal if it's not what he wants. Uh, he can just sit at that twenty-four million dollar tag and know that the Washington can't tag him again next year because if they did that for a third time in a row, it would be like thirty-five million for one year. Yeah. So I think it's. I just think it's so funny. Now I I know. A lot of people always come back at me, well, oh, well, Kirk Cousins always beats the Eagles. And recently, yes, that has been true. But it's just really funny to me that Washington might make a guy who is 19, 21, and 1 overall, and then 2 and 11 against teams with winning records, the highest played player in NFL history. I love it. Ah, I love it. Thank you, Carson Wentz. I love you, Carson Wentz. It's so nice to have you. All right, uh, Brandon, uh, I think you summed that up well. I think ultimately he stays there on a franchise tag as well. That's my guess of how that plays out. Uh, I just don't see how he, how they kind of let him out of that. You know, I, I agree. And, there's no. Yeah. I was going to say, there's no way they're going to do it next year for $34 million. They'll either they'll, they'll right. make a call one way or the other. But, you know, $24 million for for Cousins for this year is market value for what that is, you know? And the, the one other interesting thing about that before we move on to the Twitter questions is that because of this time, you know, the time being made by Washington to make this decision, it kind of could leave them in a spot where they're not, you know, going to be able to negotiate with their other free agents like Deshaun Jackson or Pierre Garçon. They're going to have to figure out uh, what they're doing with Kirk. I know they have a lot of cap room still, but they're going to have to get that situation figured out before probably they can figure out what to do with some of the other guys. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good situation all around. And uh, Chris Cooley is, is spouting off, apparently, right, about the, uh, the GM. So um, it looks like the, uh, the old Washington dumpster fires are back. It's hey. exciting. 
It's exciting. It makes me feel good. All right, Brandon, before we get into this mailbag that I promised to answer millions of questions to, uh, uh, let's remind everyone that this podcast uh, here is sponsored by the hottest app on the planet, Clip It. Uh, Brandon, I mean, you're basically on Clip It 95% of your time. Or less. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> app. Um, really good for blog posts or just anything really. Or if you just you miss a moment on TV, I use it a lot for the Sixers games. If I if I miss something, I can just kind of go on my phone right away and see it right there. And it's great. Yeah, except for Jaleel Okafor, which you miss purposefully. Oh, you just you yes. just attempt to not watch. Uh, trade Ja, uh, or as you like to say, Brandon. Cut Ja. There it is. Uh, but again, check it out, clip it. Uh, it is the hottest at app out there. Really, really uh, awesome stuff. Like Brandon said, I mean, if you just if you're on Twitter and you see someone, you know, raving about a play that just happened, you can go right on there and watch it immediately. And uh, you know, it, it's super awesome for sports and, and great for other stuff too. So um, just uh, uh, check it out, clip it. Uh, totally worth your time. All right, Brandon, I uh, I promise to answer all these questions, so we should do it. <laughs> All right, uh, question number. I'm just gonna freaking rail down the Let's list because do we got Bang lots. Them out. Yeah, you thank you to every single one of you who sent in a question. Uh, I, I joke, uh, but we are grateful and happy to answer them all. Okay, at Sean is not okay. Uh, Brandon, are there any players you do not want on this Eagles team? Jaleel Okafor. Yeah, it's a very general question. Sure, uh, you know, lots of them. Uh, but in terms of like the names that have been, uh, I guess you want to take it as like. How about guys who are still on the team uh, and then uh, uh, any of the names linked to them real quick? Right. Um, guys on the team, I mean, I don't want Connor Barwin on the team anymore, even at a pay cut, because, you know, I just don't think you're bringing him back helps in any form. Uh, so that's my one player, I guess, who I don't want on the team. He's currently like on the team. And then as someone who isn't on the team, who I don't want on the team, uh, I don't even know. I don't even yeah, know. There's probably yeah. an obvious answer there. I'm, here's what I'll say. I'll say um, Deshaun because of, you know, I think. That was going to be my answer. Yep, I see. I stole it. I think there's he helps the team out, I think, from a football perspective. But I don't think people, you know, kind of give enough weight sometimes to the the off the field things, which, by the way, you know, Chip Kelly cut Deshaun Jackson. But guess who signed off on that? There was other people in the building. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons I think the Deshaun thing is is less likely because they did kind of burn him on the way out. Uh, But regardless uh i'm with you that would have been my answer and and get michael kendrick's off my team uh at philip b coulter aka brian our guy who uh who will come to every single remote on the planet and we love him for it uh please expand your true feelings on okafor blg he asked a question that he already knows the answer to you don't really need to expand more than you've put out there you he's your least favorite right he's my least favorite here's what i'll say for everyone feeling bad about julio okafor right now just don't because he's the one who got Sam Hinkie fired, so don't feel bad for him. Wow! Yikes! Yeah, that that's tough to argue with. And brought in this, this boob. Uh, all right, uh, at the real Deshaun Ten. Ooh, interesting. Sign Jeffrey. Sign Jeffrey. Trade. So I think these are all questions. Sign Jeffrey? Question mark. Trade slash cut Peters? Question mark. So we're gonna say keep Peters. We already said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sign Jeffrey and draft Ramsey in the first. I'm gonna say no to Ramsey in the first. I don't want to go line in the first. Yeah, the only thing there I think that I would do is sign Jeffrey. Agree. Out of those Agree. options. At, at the right price, and again, because of the Douglas connection, just to have a, an elite weapon here. All right, uh, at Trust, L-N-M-E, name? Trust in me. Trust in me. Good for you. Uh, uh, <laughs> after this, you should throw a couple uh, my way, because I'm uh, I'm not the best of the names. Pick one. Embiid wins finals MVP, or, or Wentz wins Super Bowl MVP. Man, I, I'm going to go Wentz. It's tough, though, but Super Bowl, I mean, we never had one. Uh, that's that's the correct answer. As much as I love JoJo, he's probably my favorite player in terms yeah, of, if I had to pick totally, one player who I'd totally. love more, it's definitely I love JoJo. JoJo. Exactly, and it's no disrespect to Carson, but if like oh, yeah. Eagles Super Bowl just would mean so much more to this. Totally, team. totally agree, totally agree. And I think right. Wentz is, you know, is more important. But JoJo is my favorite. All right, James, James, uh, yeah, wait you a throw, yeah, because this is gonna yeah, be a I, tough. I one. have to throw some of these at you too, because especially yeah, because I we, I was like, hey, let's throw them at each other, and then I just started throwing them. You all just at you. totally just job, so now we have to start all over. No, I'm yeah. kidding. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> at Makarov. Ask how much should the Eagles be willing to pay Alshon Jeffrey? This is a good question in terms of guaranteed money and like average annual money. Yeah, I think the question is not just uh, how much should they be willing to. It's obviously what he's going to cost as well. But 
in terms of what I'd be willing to, I think it's going to cost somewhere in this neighborhood, but this is a deal that I would, I would do something in the neighborhood of 30 ish million guaranteed. And you know, 12 per, like, I don't know if that will work, but I would, I would probably do that deal. Yeah. Spotrack.com has Jeffrey projected to make 12.2. So it's five years, 60 million. I think that's about right. Yeah. With about 30 guaranteed, maybe 30 something, 29, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So I, I, that's the kind of deal. That's what it's going to cost. And, and I think, you know, he might make more. I wouldn't go over that, but I, I think that's a fair price for, for what he brings. I agree. All right, how about our buddy Matt Grumbacht? Uh If you could go back in time and redo an Eagles draft pick, who would you take over the guy the Eagles took? Oh, my God. Can I just say any of the receivers taken after uh, Freddie Mitchell? Was it Reggie Wayne, Steve Smith, Chad Johnson? Uh, Earl. T- no, I'm kidding. Um, oh, yeah, me- that's the obvious one, but I, I didn't even – I that's like so, you know. Matt, Matt's going to be real mad at me for not going there immediately. That's honestly not my answer. And I said this over and over. That wasn't the wrong Seahawk player that the Eagles didn't get. It was Russ. And I just yeah. love watching him, honestly, because every time the Eagles play the Seahawks, I hate it because he's so hard to guard. And I just feel like if the Eagles had him, I would just love to watch him. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, that that one is really hard to argue with. Obviously, we're happy to have Wentz, but, you know, Russell has – has a Super Bowl and has been to a, you know, a few Super Bowls already, so it's pretty impressive. Uh, I'm with you. And, uh, you know, there are no others. Like, obviously, you can you could pull out a bunch of, of ones, but uh, those are the ones that kind of, uh, you know, you always get back to. And what? now we have Vinnie Curry. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, buddy. What's <laughs> next on the list, Brandon? I'm going to read two because the, the first one is a very short one, and I think I, we all know the answer to this. Captain Sid asked, do Brandon Gowton and James Salter speak Russian? Yet. I think that Niet. means no, right? Yet. That's that's the extent of my Russian. Yeah, but we might da, I think da is something. Oh, God. <laughs> Next question. Uh, <laughs> Moving at, on. At it's Ira the dude. <laughs> Next question is from at Nick DeVere. Um, are there any free agent running backs the Eagles could sign? That would be able to start or contribute significantly. Not hard to start over what they have, right, Brandon? What do you think? <laughs> me, I, you know, the, the the one guy I guess running back wise in free agency that would intrigue me is big old fat Eddie Lacy. Me too, man. I'm actually really intrigued, and I, I think he signs a, a deal in in Green Bay, probably could prove mm. a deal or something. But um, I, I'm with you, man. Like fat Eddie Lacy, if if he slimmed down just a bit, he's he's a, he's a really good running back. I think he would come cheap, and I think he could be worth the risk. Yeah, I think it's an interesting one, but I think we're both uh, more on the, the get of running back in the draft train, yes. at least there. Uh, all right, this one's super easy, Jason Barlow. <laughs> I think simple and easy, DGB, stay or go. Go, 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 go. Get the fuck out. Am I right about that? I'm fine with keeping him for the oh, offseason. Get but, like, out. If you want to cut get him. Get you know. out. Well, I, they just have – look, their wide receivers are already so bad. I mean, who else are you going to bring in for a camp body? Just keep him for the I don't the care. I, he plays like a, a <laughs> midget, and he's 6'5". I, I can't do it. Is midget – I'm sorry, a little person? I apologize if I uh, – he, he plays smaller than his size. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's not good. So, for me, bye-bye. I just don't like it. I just don't want any part of that. I want to wash my hands of last year. That's fair. I, I totally get why you know people are like that. I just think you know. So maybe I think we, maybe I'm just being delusional. But yeah, um, it's all right. You know, you, you, <laughs> I think you're still still you know roughed up over Leotis being gone, and, and you can get a little. Uh, uh, I think we've already impressive. answered the willing to go ham. Would you take Shady back if the Bills cut him? We already kind right. of. Touch on that. Uh, what's the next one on the list there, BLJ? From at Lobby723, any news on free agents, which the first answer is really no. We haven't really heard any news. And uh, the next part of the question is, if the Eagles sign any free agents, will they go after any cornerbacks? Sure. I mean, I think it's it, there's certainly a possibility. I don't know if it'll be a high-end guy. It could be. But uh, I do think I get the impression, and you know, you don't know what's smoke and what's fire, but I get the impression that they want to spend money at wide receiver in free agency yes. and that they want to try and build a little more homegrown at, at corner. But, yeah, I mean, look, they, if they don't bring Carroll back, I mean, they're going to need two starting quarterbacks, and you're not going to – quarterback's a tough position to draft. So I, I think they spend some free agency money there. I just don't know if it will be a high-profile guy. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think they spend big there. I think that's the position they really look to draft, maybe even double dip as we've talked about. But wide receiver has to be the position they're really going to go after because they need proven guys there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, well, what is next here, BLG? This one is a very good question. It's from at Colin Benner, and he asked, where do I send my questions to? He actually, yeah, that, right here. Thanks right for here. The- this is a good, this is a perfect chance to plug our Twitter accounts. You can follow at BGN Radio. You can follow at James Seltzer. You can follow at Brandon Gowton. BGN, BGN underscore, underscore radio. radio. Correct. BGN Radio, not us on the Twitter. The one account <laughs> you should not follow on Twitter is at John Marcher. Oh, snap. Yeah, we, we love John. We love John. Um, all right. Uh, at Posimus underscore prime. That's a good one. Uh, Ruben Foster, Foster falls to 1415 BPA uh, or BPA at area of need. Which Where do you lean that way? I know I have a very strong feeling here. Uh, I really don't think that would be likely. Yeah, there's no way Ruben Foster is falling that far, but I would absolutely take it. He's a freaking awesome football player and and if he's the best player on the board sure i would take him the eagles have a lot of needs and and they just need guys who can make plays on both sides of the ball uh, would you agree with that brandon yes okay nice that was easy uh our, our good friend at philly mike chiming in here how is it possible the eagles have a starting qb on a rookie deal and still have cap issues as jack howie uh it's that's uh, i mean brandon it's a pretty good question well the answer is easy they they spent like i think twice uh, the next amount of any team in terms of guaranteed money last offseason. You know, they handed out a lot of big extensions with Zach Ertz and Vinnie Curry and a lot of these guys and, and Brent Selleck even so and Malcolm Jenkins. You know, they paid a lot of players here to have a core. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call them cap issues because they're going to be able to clear some space here. You know, some teams don't really have a lot of cap space and they kind of can't clear anymore. So it's not like you know, the Eagles are totally stuck here. And Howie Roseman always finds a way to, to, to making – to make it work uh, anyway and another thing to keep in mind is Carson Wentz drafted number two overall so you have to, like I know quarterbacks are supposed to be cheap on rookie deals but when you're paying like a high pick like that it's more expensive than say like Dak Prescott who's probably making like you know a couple hundred thousand yeah no it's a, I mean it really that's we just talked about Russell Wilson right and that was one of the things you yes. you always we always everybody always talked about with those Seattle teams was the ability to build around him because he was such a a value at that price and what that did for the rest of the team. And we saw it bear out. So um, it is a huge advantage. I do agree though. I think, um, you know, uh, we, we can get down on Howie sometimes, but I, I think when it comes to the cap and stuff like that, he, I, 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 I think we can question the, the long-term contracts he ended out, but in terms of finding ways to maneuver around the cap, um, he's pretty good. Yes. What's next BLG? The next I feel like, I feel like you're going to like this one. At Monsoon 87. And it, it, the, the question is, can we trade Jalil Okafor for a wide receiver? Uh, sure. Love it. Just trade him for anything. Just get Tra- him off yeah, the team. Trade him Just, for a bag of why basketballs. Why is he still here? Anything. Yeah. Um, let's uh, think about Hold on. There's a good idea here. What could we trade him for that could help the Eagles realistically? Do you think we could trade him to a team that would be willing to pay for public speaking lessons for Doug Peterson? I feel like that would be a win. I feel like that'd be a win. I think you would love that, so let's do it. Done. See you, Ja. Enjoy enjoy being a nugget or a pelican or a bull. (laughs) Anything. Enjoy being anything. Enjoy being anything but a sixer. Kill a cow with a... uh, uh, a classic question. Lou Bega, do you listen to him? Who doesn't? Am I right? Who doesn't? That's Just the kidding. correct answer. Uh, yeah, who do, it is the correct. I, I really don't. It's, he's the <laughs> Mambo number five. That's Lou Bega, right? Yes. That's yes. the only Lou Bega song I know. But I think that's the only Lou Bega song anyone knows. <laughs> it might be the only Lou Bega song. What's it might next? be. What's, what's next on the list, PLJ? At official Reut, what should be the Eagles draft approach? Uh, in terms of, I guess, taking by position or best player available? I'm a BPA guy. Like I yeah, said I before, there's are. so many needs, at least early in the draft. If you want to, you know, take if you have some guys similarly, you know, kind of ranked in the third, fourth, and you need to fill some positional needs after free agency and you see how it shakes out, I, I can understand that, at least to a point. You're not going to reach like crazy, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a pretty, pretty strong BPA guy. Yeah, I think we talk about this every year, too, and it's, I think that's usually the answer. 
Yeah, it, yeah. We talk about every year with the, like guys like the Leonard Williamses and the, you know, the guys who fall like the, you know, Jalen Ramsey, like the guys who fall like three, four, five spots in the draft when they're clearly like and and Jalen Ramsey. There was a stack draft, so a little bit of a different situation. At least stacked at the top with the Bosa and you know Conklin ended up being great and Tunsil and all these guys. But like a guy like Tunsil who falls for for the face, I think he's going to be a stud, you know. And, and it's um, it, we see it every year. People kind of just let those guys fall because they don't have the need and it's just silly and they end up being much better players than whoever goes before. Um, all right. How about uh, Connor with the two R's 25? Uh, who are some guys we could target if we traded down to 25 or so? Here's the correct answer. Don't trade down that. Yeah. Far. We've already discussed that. I don't want to go anywhere near there. So uh, no. Can we just say no? Is that fair? I, I don't know. So what? Uh, uh, BPA. How about that? Is that good? <laughs> I love that guy. He's great. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's good. I just don't, you know, I, I, we really, I don't, I don't even want to put it out into the ether as it were. Yeah. The, the trade, like I take someone, uh, trade up for Leonard Fournette. Let's put that out there. Right. <laughs> Your favorite. Your favorite. Well, that's my idea. guy. Look who's next up. Our, this is our, our good, our good, good buddy. Good friend. Who's Stephen Lee. Killing it on Twitter lately. A lot of, a lot of strong, strong takes that I've been enjoying. And his handle is at Steve with two E's. Murda. 220 and he asked us like i think like a good 10 questions here i'm sorry Stephen lee i did not incorporate all of them because i figured we should only do one to get everyone else's in his question james is your thoughts on dan feeney in the second he thinks that with sumalo and brooks this could cement the interior for years to come um yeah i look sure i'm i'm fine with taking an alignment in the second i don't i don't necessarily think i would lean that route but uh you know i think defensive backfield cornerbacks i I think is you know how deep it is at least in those first few rounds i think i lean that way but you look it all depends how the first round shakes out i'm not going in again with any set uh you know plan that i'm taking a guy here here that that but if i ended up with dan v in the second round I, i don't think i would be upset about it here's the thing with me when i think about the offensive line you know we've heard talk that kelsey very well could be gone from Jimmy Kemsky and Jimmy also said that Alan Barber could be gone so and I, I really don't think the Eagles are going to be keeping whiz either so like so who's going to be starting at left guard next season is it going to be Sumalo or are they going to put him at center speaking of this topic uh, our good friend Johnny Page of the Birds Breakdown podcast uh, he put a, a good post up on BGN today about uh, a film review showing Sumalo and how he's ready to step in but James I guess so that's kind of where that to, to end on that question um, and to expand on that question. Who do you think starts? Who's the starting line next year? Oh, man. Peters and Johnson at the tackles. Uh, yep. Brooks at right guard. Samalo at center. And yep. and yet to be decided. at and Dan like, Feeney yeah. at left guard. Yeah. Well, look, here's the thing. <laughs> I, what I will say to, to Steven's question, and thank you for it, Steve. Uh, I, I do think that you can get the interior linemen are generally, it seems like, kind of undervalued in these drafts. Right. And the the guys who do go in the first and second round end up being usually really good players. So I, I think that's at least really good at their position. So I think that's a um, something to consider. So uh, how about a super dad apostle? J- yeah. J-Man averages 800 yards per year is the only viable option. I thought it was even more than that. Would only be better with help. Why shouldn't the Eagles resign him? He would be better with added talent around him. You want to field this one, BLG, or should I? I will take it first, and I will say that some of Jordan Matthews' production, I think, first of all, let me say, I think Jordan Matthews is fine. I don't think he's a bad player by any means. I just don't think he's a great player by any means. I think some of his production has been boosted by the fact that he played in Chip Kelly's offense and guys post bigger numbers in that system because they run a lot more plays. So his volume numbers are also are always going to be up. But we've seen the drop issues, and I, I just don't think he's the kind of guy who really commands or necessitates like a payday right now especially. I'm, I think the Eagles are doing the right thing from what it seems so far, and it, that's holding off. And if he's if you want to decide to pay him, I think you can risk trying to do that after this year. Yeah, and even then, look, he's fine. But you know that we talked about it. Like you know, you look at the contracts like Marvin Jones got and Muhammad Sanu got, and and these guys like Kenny Stills are probably going to get this off season. Like 
Jordan Matthews isn't anything special, and his numbers will dictate a contract of at least that level, and maybe more, because he has a lot better numbers than any of those guys did with their previous teams, at least on a consistency basis. So, you know, I think that uh, I just I think ultimately the the price and the the need aren't going to fit um, for what he's going to cost. But you know, you never know. Look, maybe he's terrific this year with other weapons around, and and it frees him up. Who knows? Well, I, I think I agree with you, Brandon, that. It's worth taking the extra year to see how it shakes out to, to really make that decision. Um, who we got here? At W4, our guys, Wargeist. With a 4 for an A and, and then a, a 5, five for, for an S. S. It's clever. It's good work. Uh, if you can sign Alshon and O.J. Howard is on the board, would you take O.J. Howard? Yeah, absolutely. Dude's a playmaker. I don't love it. I don't look. I, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but go ahead. Right. I just... I think there's just so much downside for that pick because, like, even if O.J. Howard turns out to be, if he turns out to just be, like, you know, pretty good or just okay, I just think it's a bad pick from the, the get-go. Yeah, my worry with it is it's an Eric Ebron type of thing, and it seems like tight end because of the, the you know, heavy blocking assignments, especially for a guy who's, a you know, clearly a better receiver. He's geek block too, but um, I, I think that that's the kind of thing where you it takes them some time to get going and really get acclimated and – um, so look, OJ Howard's not at the top of my board, but and look, I think he's you know he's got a lot of hype around him. I think he ends up kind of drifting up before them anyway. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't be upset. Let's put it that way. I, he's a playmaker, so I, I would be okay with it. I, I, again, I think this team needs as many playmakers as it can get on both sides of the ball. What uh, what's next, BLG? From our good friend and new one of our newest members of BGN Radio, which plays into the question here. Hmm. At Jack Fritz, uh, Jack, excuse me, at Jack underscore Fritz 34, which of the newest additions to the BGN radio crew is most likely to be Wentz? And which one is the most likely to be Okafor? It's kind of putting us in a tough spot here, Jack. I don't appreciate that. under the bus. Yeah, yeah. You know, just because you asked the question, I'm, I'm tempted to say you're the Okafor. I don't know. <laughs> Especially because I know how much you hate Okafor. I feel like that would kill Oof. you inside. But um, no, look, I, I, they're all going to be Wentz's and Embiid's and Simmons's. And, yes. uh, you know, everyone who we've we've brought in with Vince Quinn and – Jack Fritz and Teron Davenport and you know all the the the, the good stuff we've we've had. Um, they're all terrific, awesome people, both as people and at what they do. So um, we're just excited to have everybody again. I I shall not choose the though Jack. I I, I want to make you the yoga for for putting us in this position, but I won't the, because the- because because you're not. There are no Julio Okafers on the BTN. Not allowed. Brandon would Brandon would not stand for it. All right, <laughs> I would have uh, to cut him. Yeah, you would have to cut him, and it wouldn't be cool. So, Jack, you, you might want to not ask that question because we don't want to cut you. You're we're, you're not an Okafor. All right, at Jaden underscore Saxon, will my cat share in Eagles victories this year? Or do I need to adopt again? Is that an uh, is that an? I'm confused. Is that an idea of like we'll raise the cat, carry over the Eagles? If so, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. No, uh, no, no, no. Definitely not. No, no, no. Hundred. It's a. That's a Sixers thing. It's. It's a, and it's amazing and and it's but it's a totally different thing. Um, at but if I have interpreted that question wrong, I apologize and and send us another one. At Flintlock ninety seven draft thoughts on Samaje Perine versus Jamal Williams. Who are you drafting and why? BLJ. I have a really good answer for this question, and mm-hmm. it's very honest. I don't know. I have literally the exact same uh, same uh, answer there. We will get back to you on this one. Here, yeah, for that will, one, Flintlock97, please ask at the Ben Natan. Yes. He, his, his answer is my answer. Yes, me too. Okay. Uh, at um, one, uh, we agree on that? Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> at Richard J.P. Smith, the U, in the UK, there are regular murmurings about a London franchise. What do you think about the idea? VLG? No. What do you think about going across the pond? Nope. I know you. I, you guys hated when I I, uh, I, I, I totally just shot down your your playoff idea. I know because I thought it was a brilliant idea, and <laughs> I only came up with it because the NFL is gung ho about it. I'm just trying to help these guys out. I just know? I don't see it. Yeah, I agree. Definitely not a franchise. Look, I think it might happen, but I don't necessarily love the idea of it. Um, but it'd be interesting to gauge, you know. Uh, for for the people there, for you know guys like you, Richard, like how much would you would you embrace a franchise? Is it 
I, you know, I wonder, it's fun to go to a game or two when everyone comes and Wembley sells out, but is it really, would it, would it work there? And then obviously the travel and, and the issues. So uh, it's an interesting proposition. And look, I think if there is a way to do it, the NFL is going to do it. Yeah. Um, good. Uh, what, what's up next, BLG? Next up, we have at Juan L. Galvez, Juan, one of our one of our good one guy. of our good good followers here. Yeah, um, long time. Juan, well, we love Juan. We love Juan. Um, Juan asks, "How does depth at the draft affect value or demand for some free agents?" So basically, you know, obviously, like, uh, you know, this draft is supposed to be deep at cornerback. So how does that affect the Eagles' plan in free agency? Um. It's. I, I think here's what you have to do. I don't think you affect it, let it affect too much. But I think you look the whole picture. I think it's certainly yes. something where they said, "All right, what's the what's deep in the draft? What do we like here? Who do we like? Blah blah blah." And then looking at free agency. All right, what do we like in free agency? Which guys do we like? Who fits what we're trying to do? And and you weigh the pros and the cons of everything, and you kind of have to do a balancing act and figure out where what suits you the best while still being able to employ something like a BPA strategy and not, you know you know, be pigeonholed into forcing, you know, picks based on position because you didn't fill those needs in other ways. So it's really a, it's a balancing act, but I think you have to take it all into account, BLG. Yeah, obviously you, and the, the challenge there is, you know, free agency comes first, obviously. So, so you kind of can't like be like, all right, well, we're not going to just sign this guy or whatever in free agency because we can hope we can get him in the draft, you know, because that's not a sure thing by any means. I think, I think it's very clear at this point that the Eagles are going to sign at least one, and really I expect multiple wide receivers to be signed. I think that was the whole point of Howie Roseman going on the radio and talking about that, or maybe didn't want that to get out, but that was basically the message I took away from from him saying that uh, you know wide receivers take time. And I don't think that rules out the Eagles from taking a wide receiver in the first. It's just that they need immediate help. And I think in terms of cornerback, if you just look at, you know, we've talked about this, how the draft seems to be very uh, full of talent at that position. I think that kind of makes the Eagles go, well, you know, we don't have to overspend for AJ Bouye or some kind of top corner when we can kind of just rely on the draft and hopefully get multiple guys there. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, uh, uh, you know, that's certainly the way that I am leaning in, uh, in this whole uh, kind of free agency draft situation as well. Um, two more left here, Brandon, uh, as we've finally making our way through. It's amazing. Uh, at Elaine Amazon. Uh, Amazon? Hey, one or the Amazon. other. Amazon. Uh, why is there more love for Kenny Britt as a midterm and not too expensive option? Listen to the podcast from before. <laughs> BLG gave lots of love there. And uh, we both think there's a legit possibility. And look, I like Kenny Britt. Uh, you know, it's really going to come down to money there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's not, you know, young, but he's not old. So I think there's... Yeah. He's fine. You know, it's not a, a sexy name, but if you can get him at a discount, if it's a depressed market, I, I certainly like that. You kind of feel similarly, BLJ. Yeah, and obviously I think there hasn't been more talk about him just because it, it, this kind of is like a one-year, potentially wonder situation. And, he's, you know, he's coming from a market that isn't exactly, you know, well, I mean, L.A. is big, but, you know, the Rams, you know, who's really even watching the Rams? It's not like, uh, at least I hope people aren't watching the Rams. That would be terrible, but... But yeah, it's not like he's an exciting name by any means. So I guess that's why we're not hearing any buzz about him. And that brings us to our last question. We finally made it through, almost, from uh, at Michael Camps. If the Eagles made a trade for a player, do they have any players with value besides Michael Kendricks? Uh, um, I mean, sure, they have players with value, but any who I think they could realistically trade is probably a better question, right, BLG? Because, you know, uh, sure, Carson Wentz has value, but they're not trading him. But um, right. um to be honest, I mean, I, I don't think there are really any who, other than Kendricks, I mean, unless you can maybe find someone to take Barwin, which, yeah. which I don't think. Um, so, you know, I just... Do you see anyone who, you know who's a, a a realistic trade candidate here? I would think if Ryan Matthews is healthy, which is a big if, and I don't know the status yeah. of his neck injury. I think Doug he might never play feet. football again yeah. if I had to guess. That that could be possible, but I'm just going to assume if he's healthy, that would be my answer. I think he's. I think Ryan Matthews would actually. I'm not saying he's getting you a first round pick or anything here, but I'm saying like I think he would have decent value if he was healthy because like look, that's a guy who has his issues and he he fumbles and he gets hurt, but like. He is some talent, man, and I think I think you know a team would easily 
give up some kind of draft pick for him if he was healthy. But alas, he probably isn't. So yeah, I don't think he's going to be healthy. And, and and before we finish this, I'm going to throw him one more. I think it was uh, from Matt Grumbach, and we said no too. But I really wanted to answer this. Uh, I don't have the exact tweet in front of me, but he has something to the effect of, if I'm correct, BLG, what was your worst draft miss? Like, what was your worst take on a draft? Um, I, I don't know if you have one ready because we didn't put it on here, but I wanted to give it out because, uh, you know, why not make yourself look like an idiot when you can, right? I was all in on Ryan Leaf over Peyton Manning. It is by far my worst take. And granted, I wasn't that old. I was, you know, in my early teens or whatever, but... Uh, I love Ryan Leaf. It's because I love Drew Bledsoe, Washington State. And for some reason, uh, I bought in on Ryan Leaf, and I was like, ah, he's going to be better than Peyton Manning. Um, that's about the worst take you can uh, you can have in hindsight. I've never been wrong once, so unfortunately I can't contribute to this conversation. Wow. Wow. Never once. He's never. a machine. That's why robots, <laughs> robots aren't wrong, because they can't be. They're programmed right, exactly. to be... Correct. He's the best. He is Brandon Lee getting you fun on Twitter at Brandon Gowton. And uh, you can read his work again at bladygreatnation.com. Yes. Any any fun stuff on the site? I already mentioned the Deshaun LeSean article. Anything else people should look out for? Uh, we just have a, a ton, a ton of content coming out. Obviously, everything is going to be ramping up with free agency and, and the rumors and everything. Uh, don't forget to follow our Facebook account. Bleeding Green Nation. We also have the new BGN Radio Facebook page as well. That's facebook.com backslash BGN Radio Podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing some more Facebook Live videos on that. James, we wanted to get you in that one on Sunday. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Uh, I John know. And I just did one. We got to get you good. in the next yes. one. Yes, well, the three so, of us will do yes. one soon for sure because uh, uh, we have fun when we do this. We're going to be doing those. I think we're going to try to get Ben Natan doing some draft, more drafts specific uh facebook live question answer videos so a lot of stuff coming your way for the listeners and obviously i don't think we mentioned at the top of the show so now i have to say it i'm legally required to say you have to please like or please subscribe rate and review our podcast on itunes stitcher wherever you can listen and I think that's just about it for me, James. Yes, give give us the reviews. Uh, it makes it makes Brandon really happy when he gets yes. the reviews. He really enjoys them. A big fan of them. He mentions them, he mentions them often. So if you want to make the big guy happy, I think that's a nice thing that you could do for him. Uh, again, uh, for Brandon Lee Gout and I'm James Seltzer. We appreciate it. Uh, don't listen to what we said before. Definitely follow. At John Barchard on Twitter as well. It's a pretty good Twitter account. And, and our buddy Johnny uh, will be back, the three of us together soon. Uh, but again, for Brandon Gowton, I am James Seltzer. Uh, thank you for listening to episode number 223 of BGN Radio. <laughs>